Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you, Jeff. It's a real privilege to be here tonight to share on the work that we do. My wife's supposed to speak tonight, but obviously she's taken that car, I think. She's not here. <laughs> Halfway to Dublin. <laughs> uh, and by the way, she's uh, not from East Belfast. She's from South Wales, but that's beside the point. Just 25, just oh no, 27 years ago, just in July, two families arrived in Madrid within a week of each other. One, had ready, one couple had already been in Spain many years working as with WAC International as missionaries, as evangelists and church planters. The other couple just arrived from the States. He was a converted Jew. He had been a, a lecturer in a university in Mexico and felt called to Spain and joined WAC and so came out and joined. Both families lived in an area called San Blas, a large district just outside on the, the suburbs of Madrid. And that's where I want to talk about where it all began tonight. These two couples decided, and the providence of the Lord brought them together, very different in many, many ways. In many ways. But there was, had one vision, to see a church planted in an area of over 50,000 people, where there was no evangelical Christian church, and that was the goal. It was quite a goal. Both couples had been used to evangelism in Mexico and also in, in Spain, but it was another thing to come into the, into the heart of the capital city, into a, a suburb with high unemployment and crime and various things. And they set about doing evangelism. They did all the things that I guess that missionaries are supposed to do, door-to-door work, open-air work, visiting people, visiting the sick, stopping people on the street, giving out tracks, etc., etc. But one thing they started also was an open-air in a... And, and, and outside the, the underground station of San Blas. Have you ever been to Madrid? There's quite an extensive underground system. And I was on a Friday night, and, and through time, people came into, we had a, meeting in the home of the, had a meeting in the home of the other missionary couple, and people began to come in. But it was noted that there were people on the circumference listening and looking, people who looked lost, uh, scarred, poor, filthy, dirty, unwanted dealing in certain things, selling their bodies, and just looking on. And these became a real target. Not that it was initially targeted, but it became, what do we do with these people? And for both of us, really knew nothing about those drug addicts and alcoholics and prostitutes and drug dealers, etc. And so it was decided to send them up to North Spain, but I realized that wasn't the answer. And so 25 years ago, a young couple, a missionary, another young missionary man who joined WAC from Australia, came in and started the work. And it was the beginning of an adventure, a venture for those two couples, really moving in the unknown and leading, being led by God and what God was doing, and to see the power of God and to see the power of the gospel operating in people and lives being changed. Uh, and today, that work has moved from Madrid, there's many centres in Spain, but is now in 22 countries, and, and it's still helping desperate people like addicts, alcoholics, and the marginalised. The first word over a building that was rented, or in fact bought later, was the word Bethel. And that in Spanish is Bethel, meaning the house of God. It was to become a place of refuge, 
a place of reformation, a place of restoration, above all, a place of salvation, a place where people would find out and hear about the gospel, a place of safety, a place of refuge, but at the same time, able to respond to the claims of Christ. And so, like the early days of that book of Genesis, a young man who was running away, perhaps because of fear, because of what had happened to him and his circumstances, and wanted by someone else who promised who would kill him, these people began to find, like Jacob, that Bethel is indeed a place where God is. And it's always amazing to me, after these many, many years, when people come into Bethel, they find there's something there. They don't really recognize it's the love of God. But they recognize, they realize that it's, it's love. Here's a place where I can be understood. Here's a place where I can talk. Here's a place where I can share. Here's a place I can remove my barriers, my walls, my self-dependence and independence, my hatreds and my anger, and all that's built up over me over maybe a long time. Since I was a child, since I was a baby, who knows? And then gradually, they realize that the answer, which we all know, is Jesus, the Savior of men's souls. And but out of that... See, Battelle started as a church planting ministry, and it hasn't lost that age. It's still a, a, a church planting ministry. That is foremost. It's not foremost a, a rehab to bring in people, but ultimately the goal is, is to start a church. Uh, and today, throughout the world, there are a number uh, in Spain and in many other countries where Battelle is growing. It's now moved into 22 countries. But Battelle itself... It's not led by missionaries or, or expatriates. It's led by men and women who have been through the program, who know what it's about, who knows how it ticks, who understands it, and, and they themselves have found Christ. They themselves have been set free. They themselves have known their chains to fall off, and now they're in the, in the position uh, where they can help others. They're not professionally trained. But the, what you can say, I can say the Battelle leaders have been with Jesus. Like those early disciples, they've been with Jesus. They, they may not meet the world's or the modern church standards, but they're well qualified to minister to fellow men and to fellow women. They themselves have come through a situation. They've been taught by others, by other mentors, and they themselves, like Timothy says, they become faithful men to teach others. And so today, in Battelle, we have our own pastors and leaders. And I think there's over 300 of them th- scattered throughout the world. One of the, the points of Battelle, one of those, it's so different. We take great risk with risky people. We not only believe in the redemptive work of Christ, of course, and regeneration through the Holy Spirit makes a, fit, a person fit for heaven but also makes men and women able to assume responsibilities of ministry. People are amazed at Battelle's rehab communities, churches, and income-generating projects are almost entirely run by those who call exotics. And by the way, don't call them exotics. We call them saints. They were they were He or she was an addict, or he or she was an alcoholic. But we see them like ourselves. They've been redeemed, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and, and they're saints today. But they're the ones that are leading Patel's, mostly 90%, 95% of Patel's programs through the world. Our method really is, is to model freedom. There's no magic wand. It's a cold turkey situation. People are told before they come in, you're not allowed to smoke, 
You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to take drugs. You're not allowed to take methadone. And only, only certain t- medication prescribed specifically by a doctor for certain illnesses. So it's quite a shock to many people to come in. Especially perhaps when they've been living on the streets or living in a hostel, doing their own thing, getting up maybe at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 o'clock in the afternoon and going out. But it is possible to build the kingdom of God with such men. And that's the privilege that I have, my wife have, to be in Battelle for many years. We had, as I said, we were one of those couples that started at the very beginning, very fortunate, and have seen the progress of right through through those many years uh, and how it's developed. It's, be, it's just been, God has been there from the beginning. We didn't realize that how God brought the two couples together. We didn't realize that there was a hidden people. We didn't realize that that was going to be something that was going to explode and continues to explode and continues to expand. Just recently, Battelle decided in the next decade to start in, in, in another 18 countries. And at the same time, one of those points of interest, we believe also that the gospel not only restores the person, but restores the individual, not just the individual, but also the family. Because there is hope found in the gospel. And many people who come into Battelle, and I've talked to many, many people, maybe thousands, I don't know how many I've talked to, but often you find that there's terrific uh, hurts from family. There's terrific divisions, terrific uh, separation. Maybe a father from his family, from his ex-partner, his ex-wife. Maybe from his, uh, a daughter from her mother, etc. And we see through time, if they stay in Batel, and we recommend that they stay, stay 18 months, that many of these families are healed. And over these 25 years, 140,000 people have come through Batel's doors. That's a lot of people. And remember, it's free. We don't charge a penny to anybody who comes into Pell. Actually, we tell them. I know we tell them in Dublin. We tell them in Britain. We've got over 200 people in residential care in England. We say to them, you must stop all your social benefits. And we receive ourselves nothing from any government agency, from any government funding, indeed from any funding. All the money is, is, earned, is often earned through our, our businesses. And, and so what's been great to see... Men and women who have been lost, who have been separated from family, been lost also to Christ, have been restored and have seen families restored. And Batel is a calling for some and a place to rest and healing for others. It's not a sect. It's not a trap. And people wonder when they come in, why are these people being nice to me? Why are they may offer me a warm bed? Why are they offering me good food? Why are they offering me new clothes? Why are they offering me a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? What's the, what's, what's the trap? But it's nothing. It's not a place where weak, dysfunctional people come to hide or, or from the world, but it's a place where people can be challenged. Why are you hiding for? Why are you running away for? Let's face up to the situation. Let's go, let God work in your hearts and see what happens. And because we put an emphasis on restoration uh, of personality that is found, we believe, only in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And at the same time, not only as we see people coming into Batel who, who go through the program, but also we, we do need people who are called for ministry. 
And that's where WEC comes into. If you want to join, and we do need people, expat, people who are gifted, people who have a calling, and it's, it looks sometimes a very glamorous work, but I can tell you it's a 724-hour ministry, and it's many heart years. Just the night before I came, I phoned up Dublin, and one of our young men just left. What do you do? At the beginning of the year, one of our, our leader, my wife found him in bed with a needle just... I wasn't sticking in his body, but just beside his body. He was unconscious for 16 hours. What a blow. Four medics around him, a doctor around him, trying to revive him, but couldn't. Had to take him into a local hospital and still continue to sleep in a subconscious way. We're very thankful that he survived. We don't know what the circumstances could have been if he had died in our property, in one of our beds. What a blow. This happens. Sometimes it seems you go two steps forward and three steps backward instead of going three forward and two backwards. Sometimes you find that, what a day, we have 14 people today, fantastic. But maybe by the end of the week, you've only got seven. Maybe you think that here's a tremendous possibility in this man. We only have men in Dublin, but we have two lady centres, one in Nottingham and one in Birmingham in England. What a, what a tremendous potential. And then you see them. And you look at them, they, they, they receive Christ, they make that per, personal, uh, the sinner's plea, uh, prayer, as we say. And they receive Jesus in life. They're beginning to pray, beginning to understand a little bit of the Bible, beginning to particip, partic, uh, participate. But then, somehow or other, they disappear into the night. And it's a very sad work, because some of the, one of the things that we do is often go into the city of Dublin on a Monday night. We go in late, with the hope of bringing back somebody from Dublin, and just Monday nights, a young man came back through a church called the Trinity Church, the Mustard Seed People. He came back, but he left this morning. And you go into Dublin City, and I'm sure Belfast is the same. I've been in Bir- many times in Birmingham City Centre. I've been in many areas of Spain working, and I just, they're just exactly the same. All we say to them, if you want to change your lifestyle, come with us. We've still got a seat in the car for you. But it's amazing. Although they have their little notes, we're homeless, please help us. Very few want to come in. Very few. But it's great when they do come in. And how does Patel support itself? Patel works, has created a network of income generating activities around the world that enables us to offer a totally free program to all who wish to enter. In, in Dublin, we have two main sources of income. One is gardening. And remember, many of these, especially the drug addicts, probably have never worked in their life. They left school, or left school probably prematurely. No education, some have no education. On the streets drinking, and you see it regularly, don't you? Young men, young women drinking, and then it goes on for other sorts of things. And when they come into Battelle, they're asked on their interview, you must be willing to work. Up at 7 in the morning, 7.30 is uh, breakfast time, so between 7 and 7.30 you're supposed to clean your, tidy your bed and make your bed. If you want, read your Bible and pray. It's all within a half an hour. Clean your teeth, whatever you do. And at 8 o'clock we have devotions or Bible studies. That's what I do down in Dublin. I did it a lot in Birmingham and in Nottingham. And then by 9 o'clock, you're expected to be on your way to work with your tools in the van, your tools in the lorry, whatever it is. And it's been wonderful how God has prospered us that way down in Dublin. We, we're near Bray in South, in South Dublin, Wicklow. 
Also, we're involved in furniture work, and that's what I do. I knew, knew nothing about furniture, I was, but I've learned a lot about furniture. I drive a large lorry. I go and pick up furniture, and we resell it from our property. And God has prospered us so that it's unbelievable. I won't tell you the, fact, the, the figures, but we've been able to help a number of our Battelle works in, in other countries. But that's how Battelle supports itself. 95% is income generated by men and women who were absolutely hopeless before they moved into Battelle. You see them on the street, what can they do? But they become new creatures. They can do a lot. A new man came in, came up to a leader in Battelle, I think it was in Germany, who had arrived just a day or so earlier. He was perplexed and he said to this leader, all Battelle does is sing and pray and read the Bible and work. Where is the program? The answer given, that is the program. There's no magic wand. You have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning if you work, or 8 o'clock, whatever it is. You have to wash your dishes. You have to wash your clothes. You have to brush the floor. So why shouldn't we do exactly the same? We don't see it as a hostel. We see it as a home. You come into a home, and a home has rules. Every, if not, it will be anarchy. And if you break those rules, you're disciplined. And one of the worst disciplines is if you wash the dishes for maybe for an indefinite period of time. If you have yet 10, 14 people at dinner, that's a lot of dishes to wash. I can tell you, you're not too keen in breaking the rules again. But people, some people don't accept that. But that's the way it is. But we must work. And we want to work. We work to provide the resources necessary to support, to support our large communities around the world. Some of our rents are very expensive. We're very fortunate. We got, uh, we've got a free property in Dublin for five years through a friend of a well-known uh, property entrepreneur in the south of Ireland. But in, in England, some of our properties are costing us £3,500 a month to rent. Where do you get that kind of money? See... The idea is, through the work, through the people, they're beginning to stand on their own two feet. They're paying for their way. They're paying for their food. They're paying for their water, electricity. They're paying for their, their keep. But at the same time, we are cast upon God to meet all our needs. And of course, no one is paid in Mattel, especially the missionaries. Mattel is free. No one receives a salary. But beyond work, or beyond money, work is therapy. Work builds character and allows men and women to help themselves and others with dignity. And when we put men and women to work, they learn new skills. They learn how to restore furniture. They learn how to respect things. They learn how to paint. They learn how to do gardening. And if they want, they can leave and start, and somehow start their own businesses because of what the skills they learned in Mattel. And in but at the same time, it was founded out of the zeal and enthusiasm and the passion of missionaries who were willing, who heard a call by a man called Jesus, thought, if Jesus Christ is God and died for me, there is no sacrifice too great, too great to make for him. And many of those early missionaries lost a lot because they trusted people. We still trust people. We were stolen from. We still are still stolen from. But that's, that's the business, isn't it? 
But out of that will come grace. Out of that, the cross will be victorious. And it's the whole message of, of Jesus living in him. It's the, message, the ethos, can I say, of a, whack, of a whack international message. That Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And that that same Christ wants you also to become a missionary. He wants you, what John Wesley said, the whole world is my parish. We look up in work to certain people, C.T. Studd, Norman Grubb, and others. And C.T. Studd said in 1913, an old man, nearly as old as I am, I believe that this trip is not just for the Congo and Africa alone, but for the whole unevangelized world. How did we think, never thought that that day in Madrid, that this work, just an ordinary work, church planting work, was going to touch the world? That's the destiny God can give us. And that's the message we try and plant into people. Don't see for the moment, but see beyond that. God has a great destiny for you. God has a great willing for you. One couple... You see them. Eleven years ago, he was lost, sleeping on the, in the underpass of Bristol. Ten years ago, she was a 16-year-old girl at King's Cross selling her body for drugs. Just two of the people, now pastors, leaders of a, work, of a battalion work in Watford, North London. This is what God can do. And our hope is, our prayer points would be, in closing, that we will see more conversions, real conversions, or such a thing as real conversions. Big changes. People being delivered from addiction. People being delivered from alcohol and being set free. Pray for us in Ireland. We have a... That's been easy. But we know... That God is with us. We know that God has given us a commission. And we know God is going to bless us. We'd love to see another center in Ireland. North or south. And if you're interested in Battelle. We have certain in, in the wax stall in the back. There's a book on Battelle. Called We Dance We Cannot Fly. It was a, a title from a, the first Battelle convert. Was a man called Raul Castro. I saw Raul just before he died. Bones died of AIDS. We have saw people die in our centres of AIDS in the early days, especially in Spain. It leaves a big impression upon you. We hit the devil. We hit what the devil's doing to people. But at the same time, we are so delighted, so thrilled, so full of passion and enthusiasm that God can save those men and women on our streets. Break free. Plenty of them. Give them the people on the streets. Phone number, Dublin phone number. No more way to tell. Here's the leaflets we give out. One of the jobs is to give out leaflets. Furniture for sale. Garden work can be done at a good price. So stand with us in prayer. We need prayer. Stand with Patel in prayer. They've moved into many countries. India, Nepal. We heard about Nepal. In Mongolia, 40 men in a centre. Just starting a women's centre. Plans of food to move over across the border into a large country. Mexico, USA, Brazil, Ireland. 
he is able. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.